Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, trace a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Following a wild automobile chase, Clark Kent and Perry White, accompanied by the woman in charge of the Cedar Crest Sanatorium, drew up alongside the car being driven by the mysterious Dr. Wilson, owner of the sanatorium. On a sharp curve, the Wilson car, out of control, left the road and crashed into a tree. Pulling the delirious driver from the wreckage, Kent discovered him to be Dr. Elihu Stone, assistant to Professor Nelson, dean of the Metropolis University Medical School. Injured beyond help, Dr. Stone babbled incoherently before the end came. As our story continues today, a meeting is taking place in Professor Nelson's office at the university. Present are Nelson, Kent, Lois Lane, and the woman in Dr. Stone's employ who has identified herself as Martha Hawkins. Police Commissioner Reynolds has just entered the room and been introduced. Listen. All right, Kent. What's this all about? If you drag me out of bed at this hour of the morning to listen to another Daily Planet publicity stunt, I feel sorry for you. This isn't a publicity stunt, Commissioner, not by a long shot. Then let's have it. I think you'd better tell the Commissioner about the legacy, Professor Nelson. As you wish, Mr. Kent. About a year ago, Commissioner Reynolds, one of our old graduates passed away, leaving the medical school of the university $3 million. However, the legacy depended on our ability to raise $500,000 through our own efforts. I see. We managed to collect 300000 and we were depending on the success of our football team to earn the balance by winning every game and thereby securing an invitation to play at the, uh, uh, The Rose Bowl. Uh, yes, uh, the Rose Bowl. However, uh, during last Saturday's football game, I understand the members of the Metropolis team suffered a strange lassitude. They were in a state of semi-paralysis. In fact, one of them, the captain, collapsed. How come? Well, that's what puzzled me, Commissioner. I attended the game and watched the men on the team go to pieces. It almost looked as though they'd been drugged. Drugged? Yes, Commissioner. I, I was at the game with Clark Kent. Time, I thought nothing of it. But, well, in the light of development... What developments, Miss Lane? I'll tell you. After the team went to pieces and almost lost the game, Bob Harris, the boy who collapsed, was examined and nothing was found. He recovered quickly and Professor Nelson and Spike Taylor, the coach... Decided there was nothing to it. But that didn't satisfy you, did it, Kent? I should say not. I didn't think so. Go ahead. Well, to make a long story short, I did some private investigating and discovered that if the university didn't get the three million dollars, others would. One of the others was the Cedar Crest Sanatorium, owned by Dr. Elihu Stone, who died in an automobile accident on the county road less than an hour ago. Miss Hawkins here was employed by Dr. Stone. I never knew him by that name. 
calls himself Dr. Wilson. Well, that's unimportant now. How does Stone fit into the football team picture, Kent? In this way, Commissioner. It was Stone who saw to it that the men on the team received a daily dose of some strange stupefying potion that was supposed to be vitamin B1 compound. It was Stone who examined Bob Harris and pronounced him perfectly well. And finally, it was Stone who hoped, by ruining the football team, to have the university forfeit the $3 million so his sanatorium could claim its share. But you say Stone died in an accident. We can't arrest him now. All we're interested in, Commissioner, is safeguarding the team for next Saturday's game. They've already had three doses of this potion. We don't know what it is. Professor Nelson says it defies analysis. But before Dr. Stone died, he said something about an antidote that it could be found in Central America, but that we were too late. You see, Commissioner Reynolds, we have no way of determining the reaction of this potion, as Mr. Kent calls it. I still don't see what the police department can do for you, Professor. Well, Miss Hawkins was working for Dr. Stone, Commissioner. If anyone knows anything about the potion or its antidote, she does. Why do you keep repeating that? I told you... Just a minute. Uh, How long were you working for Stone? I wasn't working for Stone... I was working for Dr. Wilson. Aren't they one and the same person? Yes, they are. Well, Miss Hawkins, how long did you work for him? I I can't remember. Possibly ten years. And for ten years you didn't know his real name? You expect me to believe that. I still don't think his name was Stone. What about that, Kent? Maybe the name Stone was fictitious. Well, what difference does it make? Stone and Wilson were the same man. This woman, if she worked for Stone or Wilson for ten years, should have known what he was doing. He never told me anything. That's all she keeps saying, Commissioner. Something must be done to make her talk. What do you expect me to say? Now, look, Miss Hawkins. If everything Kent says is true, we can hold you as an accessory to the fact. What? If the boys on the football team were drugged, you're just as responsible as Dr. Stone or Wilson or whatever his name was. Is that clear? All right. All right. But I was only following orders. I haven't done anything. No, I knew this was going to happen sooner or later. Please, let me mm. handle it. There, now. Get a grip on it. Don't let them do this to me. Don't let them. She's hysterical, no. Commissioner. May I take her into the next room? Okay. Now, come with me. Yes. Don't you let them torture oh. me. Please, don't you let them torture me. Oh. I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. I'm sorry we have to go to such ends, Commissioner. Oh, this is nothing, Professor Nelson. The only question is... How do we know she can help us? Maybe she hasn't any information. That doesn't seem likely. After all, if she's worked with him for ten years, she certainly must have known his plan. Tell me, Kent, just what is it you want to know? Well, when we pulled Dr. Stone out of the automobile wreck, he was in a semi-coma. He said something about there being an antidote, that it could only be found in Central America, and that we were too late. And you want to know where in Central America the antidote can be found? Exactly. What good will it do you? This is Wednesday. The game is on Saturday. It takes two days or more to get to Panama by a fast plane. I'm not worried about that. If I know where to find the antidote, I'll get it and bring it back. Mm, That makes nice conversation, Kent, but... Miss Hawkins has something to tell you. There now. That's it. Just take it easy. Sit in this chair. It's more comfortable. There we are. Well, what have you to say, Miss Hawkins? I'm sorry for creating a scene. I didn't mean to. That's quite all right. Miss Vane has explained things to me. I see them now in a different light. I'm going to try and help you. I'm glad to hear that. You want to know about the white powder, don't you? 
White powder? Yes, the white powder that Dr. Wilson brought back from Central America. You see, his name was Wilson. Andrew Wilson. Tell us about the white powder. Yes, I'm coming to that. It was given to him by the chief of a jungle tribe, he said. There were two small packages. One with white powder, the other with brown crystals. That was the antidote. Somehow it was misplaced and never found. All he had was the powder. Someday he hoped to return to get more of the antidote. But he never did. Did he ever name the powder, Miss Hawkins? Did he ever call it anything? Never in my presence. All I knew was what he told me. That if the powder was dissolved in liquid, three doses would be enough to numb a man's brain within 72 hours. Three doses? That's just what each man on the squad's been given. And 72 hours will make it Saturday. Where did Stone or Wilson get this powder, Miss Hawkins? Where in Central America? He told me, but I'd forgotten. Try to remember. It's important. She doesn't have to remember. Wilson kept a diary. It's all down in black and white. Where's the diary? In a drawer of a private desk, the sanatorium. Miss Hawkins and I are driving back to get it, don't we? Yes, I am certain. It has all the information you want. Oh, that's wonderful. I'll go with you. I'd hang around if I were you, Kent. Miss Hawkins and I don't need company. We'll be back shortly. Now, come along, Miss Hawkins. My car will still reach your apartment in a couple of minutes. take so long, did it? No. You drive very well, Miss Lane. Oh, thank you. Be careful of these steps. Some of them are cracked. Why, why the door's wide open. Yes. Your friend, Mr. Kent, was in a hurry to leave. Even the lights are on. I'll, uh, just close the door now. It's a little chilly. There, better. Now, I think we'll find the diary in this desk drawer. Seem to remember seeing it here. All right, Miss Lane. Don't move. Why are you pointing a gun at me? What do you take me for, a fool? Do you think I'm going to run the risk of letting a million dollars slip through my fingers? Andrew is dead. That money belongs to me. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Andrew Wilson was my brother. My name isn't Hawkins. It's Wilson. Martha Wilson. We planned this together. Andrew and I. We planned it carefully. And there isn't going to be any slip now. Then there isn't any diary. Oh, yes. A diary. But I'm going to burn it. I'm going to burn it before your very eyes. I'm going to let the pages that tell where Andrew got the white powder and the antidote shrivel into ashes. That million dollars belongs to me and I'm going to get it. Facing a woman whose eyes gleam like live coals, Lois Lane finds herself helpless. What will happen? Will the precious diary be consumed to ashes? And the whereabouts of the antidote lost forever? 
There's excitement ahead, so don't fail to tune in on the next episode. Follow the thrill-packed story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.